Hey world, it's your host, Kelly Hall, here with another episode of Misunderstood. Now, a lot of you think that you cannot have passions outside of your full-time job. Huge misunderstanding. You can, and I'm evidence of that. I started competing in pageants three-ish years ago, and I was full-time in the Navy. I had a full-time career, and I mean, already having a full-time job is tough, but then add the military in there as well. Poof, that is another big burden (laughs) to try to navigate around. So I just wanted to answer your questions because many of you have asked me, how did I do it? Maybe you're in the military right now and you want to pursue pageantry. And this is my personal experience. Year after year, when I realized how many people did support me, you know, it gave me an extra leg to stand on because this process was so empowering. And then having the support of those around me, that helped a ton. Um, it's it's a difficult thing to do both, to have a full-time job and balance pageantry, but it is so unbelievably worth it. So I hope that by giving you some of my tips and lessons learned through balancing pageantry, you will feel a little bit more confident as you get ready to pursue this journey. It is absolutely worth it. Life-changing. I am a much, much better person from it. And I applaud you for wanting to go down this road because anything in life worth it is going to take some work. And by golly, pageantry takes a little bit of work, but I definitely, definitely recommend it if it's something that you're interested in. So whether it's pageantry or just passions, let's dive into navigating these things with a full-time career. Hey guys, what's up world? It's Kelly Hall here with Misunderstood. And one of the most frequently asked questions I get is how I balanced competing in the Miss USA system with being in the Navy. And I realized after a lot of time that this is actually something that I feel like a lot of people either struggle with or have overcome because we all have We had full-time jobs while we were doing this. So a lot of people competing in the system, they are students or um, they're bloggers or, you know, they have things outside of pageantry that they're doing. Um, But then there's this whole other aspect of balance get with you when you do have a full-time job. And then taking on the entire being in the military and, you know, the Navy and all that. That's It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. So I get that a lot of you are probably a little overwhelmed with the process. So I'm going to be here to set the record straight. So first and foremost, congratulations. You have decided to develop yourself personally and emotionally and go through this process of competing in a pageant. So I decided to compete in Miss Ohio USA in 2016. I competed there for three years. I was fourth runner up my last year. And then I pursued Miss California USA this year, 2020. I competed back in January. And I was runner up at Miss California USA. That feels like a lifetime ago now because that was before COVID and craziness and before I even had a podcast, to be honest. So it's crazy how much can change. And for me, it's been six months since I competed. Holy cow. Actually, I think it was almost six months to the day, which is even weirder. But, you know, it's a huge, huge, huge thing to take on. 
Like pageantry is not what you think it is. The naysayers will say it's some, you know, fruity tooty little horse and pony show where you just throw on a gown and march around on stage. No, it's not. It's a business. It, like it's a complete business, especially in the Miss USA system. I mean, they're really looking for standout professional women who can support their organization and help build their brand as Miss USA. So it's not just throwing on a fun little dress and doing a dance and saying that you want world peace. Like it's a whole process. Um, and that's another time. Getting into pageantry will be a completely different episode. But let's walk through the process of now you've made this decision that you want to pursue it, or maybe you're on the fence. Here is what I would recommend you to do whenever you are trying to balance pageantry with a full-time job. So first and foremost, this is my journey, and this is what I did. Maybe it's foolproof. I'd say it worked for me. Maybe it doesn't work for you, but it's definitely going to give you a wider scope and really increase that aperture of what your experience might be as you pursue pageantry, hopefully to make it better. So first, you've decided to compete in a pageant. Next, you need to garner the support of your place of work. I'm in the Navy. If you are in the military, I would highly, highly recommend you getting the support of your chain of command. So if you're competing in something like Miss USA where you go, you know, there for two weeks, if you win Miss USA, you would be Miss USA for a year. You have to relinquish your role in whatever you're doing at the time. Chesley Chris, the current Miss USA, she was a lawyer. She was practicing a law firm. She's not doing that currently. She is Miss USA. So for military service members, you have to take a, like a basically as – I don't think it's a – it's like an interim year. Forget what it's called, but you take essentially a year off from the military if you were to win Miss USA. This actually takes the approval of the Secretary of the Navy. Um, but a first step is telling your chain of command what your plans are, especially if you're very serious about it. So I was very serious about it, especially by the time I came to Miss California USA. I was ready to win and ready to be Miss California USA and go to Miss USA. And I had to tell my chain of command before I even got here. So I reported to Miss uh, reported to Miss California. I reported to Navy Recruiting District Los Angeles in October. I had made the decision to go for Miss California in I'd say June. So I started routing my paperwork through my chain of command in June. And there's actually formal paperwork online um, that you have to submit if you're doing something like this or going on a reality show or doing something that would take like that interim year. It's through the public affairs team. Um, so you have to kind of you have to cultivate that guidance, push up your chain of command, but also just have those honest conversations with them. So my CEO here in Los Angeles was like well aware of what I was doing. And my then XO, now CEO, actually sat down with me a month before Miss California. So this was in December. And he said, all right, what do, what do things look like if you win? And then what do things look like if you don't win? And I really appreciated him having that conversation with me because my job was definitely going to be a little bit different if I won. And it aligned very much with what I was doing in the Navy, which I'll get into in a second. But having that conversation with him, he had full confidence that I could handle my responsibilities in the Navy and also handle my responsibilities as Miss California USA. So you definitely need the buy-in from your boss, 
from your commanding officer, from your, you know, chain of command, whoever it is, because once you have that buy-in, like they get it, they get it and they're supporting you and they're there for you. Um, now if you have someone who isn't supporting you, shame, shame, because they could and they should, but, um, you know, I would lay it out in a way where you own your role and your responsibility and you say, sir, ma'am, I'm planning to do this. I'm planning to do a pageant. I'm planning to do Miss United States or Miss California, USA. I want to have your support. I am not going to, you know, stray away from any of my responsibilities here. This is why it's going to make me a better sales rep or a medical sales rep or going to help me as a sailor or an officer. And I just would really love your support. So hopefully they give it to you, but if not, they're aware of what you're doing. And I I will be first to speak with someone if they say that there is not a place for members of the Navy or members of the military in a pageant system because been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I am much, much better of an officer because of it. So definitely getting that support from your employer, your chain of command, whoever is there in your job is important. So you need to have that conversation. If you're in the military, you do have to have, uh, you have to route paperwork in the Navy. I got support from the Secretary of the Navy. So that's first and foremost. I mean, once you have that, that's huge. I'd say the hardest part's over. I mean, you you have your boss or your employer saying like, yes, let's go. I'm going to cheer you on. Go get them, Tiger. And you're like, great, thanks. Um, now, second, on that, that note of support comes time management. And time management and support go hand in hand. So for me, I decided I was going to do Miss California, USA. Obviously, I spoke with my chain of command. I got approval. I got approval through the Secretary of the Navy. But before committing to... Miss California, USA, I had an honest conversation with Austin, my boyfriend, about time management because I do have a full-time career and I had a full-time boyfriend and I had a social life. Now I'm throwing Miss California into the mix. And he was like, oh yeah, do Miss California. That sounds great. Like you would be fantastic at it. Woohoo. But I said, no, this is what it will honestly look like. Now my priority has to be work and has to be Miss California training. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I mean, is that okay with you? I'm going to have to sacrifice nights out till 4 a.m. or, you know, eating nasty pizza on Fridays with you while we binge watch, you know, whatever, Parks and Rec and those little moments because I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be training. And early on, it wasn't that much of a sacrifice, but definitely those final three months, he saw that. So I'm Buy-in from your employer and then buy-in from your family members or your significant other is absolutely a must. Um, now, let me get into time management a little, get, a little bit because so many of you ask, how? How did I manage my time as a naval officer also competing in the Miss USA system? I mean, this – you absolutely – if you're not good at time management, you got to work on it. If you are good at time management, it's going to bode well that you are because – I did everything in the mornings before work or in the evenings after work. So what I'm what I'm talking about is like workouts. It is a job. When you're competing in the Miss USA system or other systems, especially when there's a bikini competition, fitness is now part of your job. 
Like it's not just, ooh, I'd love to go work out and like do yoga for a couple seconds. You need to absolutely go to the gym and hold yourself accountable. You need to make it there three times a week, period. Absolutely. So for me, I was getting up at, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever I needed to do to squeeze in those workouts before work even started because I knew life would get in the way. Work gets in the way. You have long days. You're tired. You're exhausted. So I got it done in the morning. And all that prep and that work, I would I would do in the evenings. So, you know, part of my prep was mental management interviews with – or. Um, or say mental management appointments with uh, Heather Sumlin. I worked on my brand, my interview process, um, all of my stage preparation, just that mental component of competing. And we did 12 sessions leading into Miss California USA. But I had to navigate that with my schedule. And I would, you know, I'd have to give up trivia nights or whatever it was on Tuesdays because I had my sessions with Heather. But that is what I decided I wanted to do. And that was going to make the difference between me placing in the top 15 or placing the top five or potentially winning. So schedule, you know, look at your week and you have to factor in all of that time for your prep. You know, it can't take second. It can't take third, fourth, fifth. Like that absolutely needs to be a priority on your list. Because if it's not a priority on your list, why are you even doing it to begin with? I mean, why? I mean, if you're not going to make it a priority, why spend the money? Why do all of the things? Why do the preparation? Why pay the $1,000 for registration or all those intricacies? There's no point unless you're making it a priority and giving it a real honest shot. So I week by week, I mean, Sunday nights or even the week before, I would look down and say, where am I going to fit in my workout? Where am I going to fit in my interview prep? Where am I going to fit in my gown fittings? Where am I going to fit in my uh, social media plan, my branding? You know, the month leading into Miss California, I had an extensive social media plan. What I was going to post, what I was going to share, how was I going to get my brand across to the public and to the judges via my social media? All of that took work. And again, communication with my partner. And Austin was aware in the evenings. I was like, I got to work on social media for two hours. <laughs> like that is a lot of work, but it's it's what it takes. So that social, um, that time management is huge. Support is huge. Now next, I'm going to get into aligning your platform with what you're already doing. So when you have a full-time job, Whatever it may be, whether it's nursing or psychology or being a student, I think it's important to at somewhere in your platform align it with what you're doing because, I mean, that takes up 85% of your week, right? Like you're what you're working on every single day, nine to five. That takes up your time. That's what you're doing full time, keyword being full. So for me, I mean, I'm a naval officer and I work in recruiting and I'm here to change people's lives and inspire people and talk about the Navy's opportunities. So through that, I really developed this uh, this passion and this platform for women empowerment, women in uniform, helping others maximize their potential. And so it wasn't just specific to women in the Navy. You know, Deshauna Barber did that. And 2015, like been there, done that. We don't need someone who's just coming in here to shatter a stereotype. So when I worked with Heather with mental management and 
started looking at what I already brought to the table. She was like, how are you spending your weeks now, currently? And how have you spent them the last two years? And when I sat down and looked at it, I was like, wow, I am already doing public speaking. I am already going to classrooms to talk about being a woman in the military. I'm already speaking at, you know, women in business functions or being on women's panels. I'm already actively posting about being a woman in the military, but also overcome overcoming gender stereotypes. I was already doing all of those things, like in my day-to-day life. That's who I was. So coming from left field and saying I want to be a platform of, you know, I don't know, Second Amendment rights, like that's not what I was doing already. And I think a lot of women, they bring amazing, amazing platforms to the stage, but it gets hard to integrate it into their day-to-day because they're not actively already part of that. So take a look at what you're doing. If you're in the military, you are already giving yourself a different platform because, I mean, less than 1% of Americans serve in the military. So that's huge. But then also figure out an angle in which you can help inspire all women. So it's not just, I'm a woman in the military. Put me in, coach. Like, I would be the best Miss Nevada USA. It's, I am a woman who does blank and is also in the military. Um, as I mentioned, I was focusing on motivational speaking. I came up with my platform, The Power Within, uh, which I'm still planning on doing another podcast episode on. But The Power Within was really derived to just be an extension of what I was doing. So I was wanting to go to schools to help teach kids about how they find the power within. And the power within, within was applicable to women in business and to older women and to women my age. And, you know, I could do groups and brunches and whatever to help inspire women to find the power within. That completely aligns with my career and who I am and is an extension of what I'm already doing. That really helps with the the time management piece there because, again, if you're doing something day-to-day and not making it part of your platform, you're sacrificing a lot of time where you could be working on your platform, right? And when you are Miss Collegiate Maryland or whatever it is, I mean, you're still – you're going to – after that crown goes on your head, you're still going to have to go back to, quote, normal life where you're working day-to-day. So what does that day-to-day look like? So align your platform with what you're already doing. It's really that simple. Take a look at your week. Take a look at your time, your schedule, your appearances. What does that look like? And cultivate a platform around that. Made it a lot easier for me in the military. You know, I wasn't doing anything crazy. I wasn't building a foundation from the ground up. I wanted to speak on how women could find the power within. And I was doing the motivational speaking. I was working in recruiting. I was going to schools. All that aligned with my career. Now, next, one of the biggest pieces of, you know, finding the time, balancing a full-time career are going to be people who don't agree with what you're doing. And I alluded to this earlier when I said, you know, hopefully you don't have a commanding officer or a boss who doesn't agree with it, but you're going to have people who don't. And you need to remember why you're choosing to take this opportunity and make yourself a better person because that is what pageants do. 
they truly do make you a better person. So if you've come to that realization that you're ready for this next step, you want to take on this chapter, be prepared for people to ask why. Why, why, why? Why are you competing in Miss California, USA? Why is it worth your time? Why are you spending all this money? You don't owe an explanation to any of those people, but be ready to explain it to yourself because all of those people asking why is going to garner a response from you in some way. Whether it's emotionally, you're going to be frustrated, or you're going to tell them why. So remember your intention and why you decided to take this step and expect the naysayers to start to come out to light, unfortunately. And for me, that was my experience in the Navy. I mentioned it before about, you know, the cyberbullying I had experienced when I decided to compete in Miss Ohio USA. And when you're already balancing a full-time career, the last thing you want to deal with are all these people telling you that you shouldn't be doing it because you're going to be like, well, that's right. Throw in the towel. It's not worth it. It's not worth my time and effort, but that's not how we should navigate life. You should be excited to personally develop and to grow and to extend yourself in ways you're uncomfortable. So you're going to have to channel your reasons why, embrace those, and be ready to just ignore the naysayers because you're not doing it for them. You're going through this process for you, period. That's all that matters. Now, last, this is the most obvious thing, but I think it takes just a second for you to have a quick reality check. The final piece of this, balancing pageantry with your full-time career, is commitment. That's it. Commitment. People ask me all the time, what did you do differently? How did you become runner-up at Miss California USA? You know, I went from being a pageant newbie three years ago to placing runner-up in one of the most competitive states. And the biggest difference between now and then is the commitment that I decided to apply to this process. I was absolutely committed in every way, shape, and form to becoming Miss California USA. And you can say in your heart, like, oh, I'm committed. Or maybe you're thinking you're committed if it happens. You need to be committed before the process starts because it's going to take up your time. As I mentioned before, it's going to take up your money. It's going to take up resources, moments, little moments where you're you know, connecting with sponsors, you're posting on social media, and it's not going to get better if you win. So you need to be committed before that crown is placed on your head because if it is placed on your head and you're not really that committed, you just gave away a spot for someone who is there, who is ready, who does want to make the difference and is and has their heart emotionally ready to extend themselves in every way they possibly could to reign that year with honor and loyalty to that organization. So the commitment is huge. And when people reach out and ask me the difference, I say, if you are in a place where you're ready to make a commitment, here are all of my coaches. And it's interesting to watch some of them continue to work with the coaches I suggested. They are the absolute best in the business. And then some of them don't work with the coaches that I suggested. And it usually ends up being because of time or money. I don't think money is – you know, the reason and the answer, you can't buy your way to a crown, but all the coaches I worked with were very, very reasonable. So I was willing to make that commitment to time, 
to invest in time to prep for Miss California USA and also financially ready for that commitment. Um, so to recap, before I tell you which coaches I worked with, um, let's talk about balancing with a full-time career. You with pageantry, A, gaining the support of your employer, your chain of command is super, super important. Have that conversation because if you just walk in and surprise them with a crown, they're probably going to be excited for a second and then not thrilled throughout the year. They're going to be absolutely shocked and I think that most of them will be willing to work with you if you have those conversations. And as I mentioned, if you're in the military and you're trying to take on a national title like Miss United States or Miss USA or Miss America – You have to have the approval of the Secretary of the Navy. Next, time management. Huge, huge, huge. Let's manage our time, folks. After that, we have aligning your platform with what you're already doing. After that, we're going to be facing our naysayers and remembering our intention and why we have decided to pursue this super exciting journey. Lastly, commit. Commit, commit, commit. Commit to the process. Commit to this journey you are exploring through competing in a pageant. And finally, I'm going to note and tag in the show notes my amazing coaches through the pageant process. Holy cow. It took some time for me to develop this team. And this is what made the difference between me placing fourth runner-up in Miss Ohio and placing runner-up in Miss California, USA. So first, I've had him on the show. I talk about him all the time. My personal trainer and coach was Craig Hughes at Body by Craig. He completely reshaped my body for the stage and mentally prepared me. I absolutely adore him and his business and his clients and the sisterhood I have with the other clients in Body by Craig. Reach out to Craig Hughes, period. I mean, if you're competing in a pageant and you're really serious about going to Miss USA or really serious about being in this industry, you should be working with Craig. He's number one. He's voted number one by Pageant Planet Trainer of the Year, which is huge. Number two, next, Heather Sumlin. She was my mental management coach, the daughter of an Olympic champion, and she's been working in this industry for several, several, several years. She's helped so many title holders at Miss Universe at Miss USA. I mean, she is going to help you get ready for the stage mentally, not just answer an onstage question, not just go into your interview, but every single aspect of competition. Absolute game changer. Reach out to Heather, someone with at mental management, prompt, like get a quote, talk to her, set up a session. And your mind will be blown. If you've seen me answer my top five question at Miss California USA, I mean, yes, that was me, but that was prep from Heather someone. She absolutely helped prepare me for that moment. Lastly, I have Cyrus Frakes. I love Cyrus. He owns the business King of the Crown and Gowns and Crowns in South Carolina. He had his own TLC show, and I believe that was also called King of the Crown. But his styling and his coaching are unparalleled. I mean, he just gets it. Like when you tell him, I do this, I do that. And as is my platform, he has an image of what you should be portraying on stage. I mean, when I walked into him, I was like, oh, last year I competed in a bright yellow gown and my interview outfit was newspaper. And he was like, wait, 
what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm in the Navy. And he's like, I literally would have never gathered you were in the Navy from any of those things. And I was like, oh, pff, that's the point. And he was like, no, the point is you need to be consistent. And he helped with my consistency. Holy cow. So check out Cyrus Frakes from the King of the Crown. He is awesome. So I hope that some of these tips and tricks helped you guys and just gets you mentally ready for this chapter. Balancing a pageant with a full-time career is definitely tough, but it's not impossible. I am proof of that. I have had a full-time career since 2014 or yeah, 2014. And then I've been competing in pageants for the last three years. And then I've had a serious relationship this last year and it was all doable. So as always, comment, message me with questions. I'm here for you, but definitely reach out to those three coaches I mentioned. They are absolute game changers. Best of luck to you on this journey. Hopefully this helped clarify and give you a better understanding of how to balance your full-time career with pageantry. Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.